listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 239. Killer Lords here with the one, the only, the highly caffeinated John Brownstone. I'm, I'm only here for the coffee. Don't, you know, don't misconstrue. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. You only married me for my coffee delivery and making abilities. Absolutely. You're the perfect coffee submissive. So damn straight. <laughs> uh, we're going all in on Kinktober yet again with yet another discussion on kinks. This one, let's talk about the differences between a kink and a fetish. And is there a difference? And what is that difference? And how do we decide that difference? And does that difference even matter? Things that make you go, I think the last mm. question is the most important yes, one. Does yes, it even yes. really matter? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. Spotify listeners, we see you. Hello there. We're loving you on Spotify. <laughs> if you love what you hear, we'd love a good review or for you to share an episode or however you can let other people know that you enjoyed an episode or the show. Uh, and you can also follow us on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate. Loving DS and the number one, Loving DS1. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lovingbdsm, where you can actually watch us live stream this episode on the Wednesday before it comes out on the Friday. We're time travelers. We really are. Wibbly wobbly. Mm -hmm. um, a big shout out as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon. Uh, you can be a kinky patron with us if you'd like. You help us do whatever this crazy thing is we do on the internet and you get in return an extra podcast episode, an extra live stream Q&A every month, access to a Discord server, sneak peeks, get to know about stuff ahead of time, Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> all the things. You get all the things. Um, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. If all you heard was blah, 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 uh, you're my people because that's, I'm pretty sure most people who hear me just hear me say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you can join for as little as $2 a month. You can now sign up for annual membership for a small discount. Uh, come join us. Come be a proud cricket, a kinky patron over at Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or the link is in the show notes. Okay. So, um... I just said this to the live stream audience, but I'm gonna say it again because I wanna make sure I say it at the beginning and then we move on to the topic. Just a reminder, mm -hmm. there's a special episode this week. Uh, podcast listeners, you will be time traveling with us because you will hear the special episode on Thursday or have the opportunity to. And then this episode you hear right now comes out on Friday, um, but just it's happening. It's happening, it's happening. Mm -hmm. um, we're very excited it's happening. Uh, that's all I think I wanted to say. It's about our new shop, The Kinkery. You can feel free to skip it. Please don't skip it. I'd love it if you didn't skip it, but we did it that way so you could skip it if you wanted to. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Okay. I'm very scattered today. You, this, you are. I'll explain why I'm scattered when we get to the bonus section at the end, but I'm quite scattered. So... Usually I'm the scattered one. I know. And I you're kind of drift. And when you're scattered, you're quiet. Yeah. When I'm scattered, I have to verbally f bring all my thoughts together. So I'm scattered out loud where everybody can <laughs> see and hear. Yeah. So I'm trying. I, I did mm -hmm. the, uh, mm -hmm. the both the good and the bad thing last night of uh, going down a rabbit hole of podcast and video statistics. And so I know how much time on average a new person will listen to an episode or watch something and i'm like they click away so early they clearly don't like me um no it's fine <laughs> i actually i actually don't feel that way um but i am doing that do i talk too much thing hmm. if you have to ask yourself the question the answer is probably yes okay <laughs> so today's topic i will get into that um and try to be less scattered was is one i'm really kind of excited about not because of the topic itself i think the topic's interesting mm -hmm. i'm excited about it because this was not my idea this was not my suggestion i didn't have to talk anybody named john brownstone into it and give like five bullet points of why this would be a good topic <laughs> i was like what do you want to talk about this week and he went what about this i was like 
Well, hello there. Do you know you're ten times sexier to me when you come up with content ideas? <laughs> I don't know if that's a kink or a fetish. We'll find out today. <laughs> so, it is still kinktober. Yes. So, yeah, let's talk about kinks versus fetishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Saying versus makes it sound like there's two opposing and competing sides. Are you kinky or do you have a fetish? I, I think... I think this is going to be like every label out there that we use that, yes, there is a technical definition, but also language is fluid and funny and weird. And they're just random letters and sounds put together to make up words anyway. Mm. And we can kind of use them the way we want. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But I want to start with not sponsored, by the way, not an affiliate link, but uh, Ignixia's book Kinktionary, because there are 400 terms in here. Yes, we will be doing a review at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we decided to do this topic, we talked about what we how we kind of see those terms. And then I went, yeah, but how do smarter people than me think about these words? How do they define them? So I went to, to Nixie's book. And we're going to start <laughs> there. And then we're going to talk about how we see them. And then we'll get yeah. into the conversation. So let's start with kink, because I think that's the word many of us use most, most often. often. Yes. So in Ignixia's book, Kinktionary, link in all the places, y'all. Uh, kink, activities of a sexual nature that fall outside of what is considered, quote, normal sexual behavior. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fetish. Beep, beep, beep. I had, I didn't tap these pages. Oh, there we go. Fetish. An object, activity, or situation that causes sexual arousal. So there are some similarities in yeah. the two words based on Nixia's definition. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can do this without me talking over you and interrupting <laughs> you. Um, we each had similar but slightly different definitions to how we thought of these terms. Mm-hmm. Before I even read this from Nixia's book, um, how for you, okay. what is your personal definition of kink versus fetish? Okay. For me, and, and we, we, we did talk about this a little bit last night, and you kind of went, hmm. Um, for me, a fetish is more of a thing. Okay. Okay. Like, like what I immediately rolled off my tongue was boots. Yes. Okay. It, it is no big secret. I, I look at somebody in boots, and oh, I am just over the top. Hard on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, boots, heels, any anything of that nature. It's specific to boots. It's not just any shoes, right? Um, heels as well. Heels, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it... So, to me, at, at least to me, a, a fetish is more of a, a, a thing. A thing that you see or yeah. just a, a thing that turns you on in, in whatever way it turns you on? Right. Okay. Okay. Whereas on, on the opposite end of that, a kink, it is something I actively participate in. Mm. Okay. Like spankings, like canings, floggings. Gotcha. Things like that. Bondage. Okay. So that's how you define it. That's that's okay. kind of how I. Okay, so I will talk about how I define it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to interrupt us both to go. We're defining it the way we define it. That does not mean that we are negating the way you personally define it. This yeah. is just an open conversation. Um, so the way I defined it for myself, because when you mentioned this topic, I was like, "What do I have to say about this?" Because <laughs> part of it is I refer to all of it that I do or participate in as kinks. Like I just say kinks because it's a good shorthand. Yeah. And a technical definition of it might be a fetish. I don't know because I don't think about it that closely. So when we're talking about it, the way I was trying to define it for myself in an imperfect way, because I never define it, because I just don't think about it, is that it, similarly, a, a fetish is um, what turns you on versus the kink. And this is imperfect, y'all. Mm-hmm. The kink is what you do ver- and maybe who you are. So. I do see fetish as the sexual side and kink as not necessarily the sexual side. Kink for me is mm-hmm. it's part of what I like. Now I could then go deeper and go, 
What, what do I like about it? How do I express that pleasure? Sometimes it's sexual. Sometimes it's just a sense of satisfaction. Sometimes it's just a sense of release. Yeah. In, in terms of, you know, we, I say we, you and I, many of us talk about power exchange as an inherent part of our personality. And yet right. on paper, you could absolutely, and many people do call those kinks. And yet for me, my kinks are an inherent part of what I need on some level to be happy. And it's how I express myself within BDSM. So mm -hmm. many times for me, it is sexual, but it doesn't have to be sexual. Cause uh, being near submissive, I don't walk around turned on all the time because submitting turns me, inherently turns me on. I wouldn't call, certainly wouldn't call that a fetish. It's definitely a kink, but there's no sexual mm -hmm. side to it. And yet spank my ass, definitely turned on by it. Uh, it gets really fuzzy for me. I like the idea of the, that a kink is the activity primarily, mm, okay. and the fetish is an object that can then have an activity placed on top of it. Because when you talked about your boot fetish, I was like, and you said, well, and the way you described it was, I'm turned on by that thing. I want to look at that thing and so I'm turned on by it. And I was like, and in, in that discussion we had, you said, that's how I define it. It's a thing I'm yeah. turned on by. And I went, well, but foot fetishes, people are turned on by different things within a foot fetish. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to speak on foot fetishes because I have a foot revulsion, actually. <laughs> your kink is not my kink, but your kink is okay. But in the reading I've done and in the observation I've, I've done, for some people, they want to look at feet and they're turned on. For some people, they interact with said feet or shoes or foot paraphernalia mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and there are different activities and then it that gets interesting to me because it's like okay is the foot fetish the sexualization or the sexual arousal or the turn on or the desire or the however you want to classify that for the foot or the shoe and then the kink is then what you do with the foot or the shoe or the whatever goes into that particular fetish like I've heard, I've heard people describe it as, you know, there's latex fetishes. Yeah. And then is it then a scale of some people are turned on by the look of it. Some people are turned on by the feel of it. Some people are turned on by the wearing of it. it are we back to that it's a scale of things, a spectrum of things, and it's all maybe quote a fetish, but there's different ways to experience that mm -hmm. fetish. See, one little question leads yeah. to 85. And, and, I, <laughs> and I think that is where the discrepancy why you get so many people who, you know, oh, well, that's not a, a kink, that's a fetish. No, that's a fetish, not a kink. And people get and really, like, it, it, it becomes a very heated about it. discussion. Yes. And I need your help here because there there is there is a, a certain thing because there I believe there is definitely an overlap. Yes, somebody, uh, Taishu in the live stream chat called it a Venn diagram okay, rather you, than a flow where, chart. <laughs> where, where, you, where you have the two circles. Yes, and that, then there's the overlap. That the overlap. <laughs> and and that is, that is a, a, you know, that's that's a perfect thing. There is certainly an, an overlap, um, you know, and I think one of the perfect descriptions for that, like what you mentioned was, was the... Um, um, a foot fetish? Not the foot fetish. Oh my gosh, I, I just went totally blank. The uh, latex. Ah, latex. latex. Okay, I was like, which example? <laughs> you know, um, I, I think that could be used as a perfect example. For some people, it's a kink. Mm -hmm. They want to wear their latex as part of their, their expression. Their expression, and and it's part of how they they play in their kink. And and for others, it's it's just a fetish. And and you know, and I think that. I think that's where this we get it gets sticky in the language because for some people, depending on how you you define these words for yourself, mm -hmm. it may feel very important that the way you think about it is as a fetish, and for others, it may feel very important that you think of it as a kink, and those are both valid. Um, yeah. I am certainly not here to argue with anybody on how you mm -hmm. define your things that you like for yourself. I just think it's an interesting thing to think about, and I do think that the the biggest consensus is there is an overlap because there are things I see 
that I am absolutely turned on by. And when I see them, I am always turned on by them. Or when I am aware of them, I am always turned on by them that I would not want to engage in at all. I'm happy to observe, sit back, mm -hmm. look at and go, oh, that's very nice. Um, would I consider it a fetish? And this is where I think that the definition into fetish can go deeper. And I think some people do see it on a deeper level because for some people based on observation and conversations, um, that it is a big part of their arousal. Like for some people, mm -hmm they may not be able to feel as deep of an arousal without their fetish or when their fetish is somehow present or they're interacting with their fetish, their arousal is heightened and that makes it very important to them. Now, the problem with that is in all things BDSM and kink mm -hmm. is that some of our fetishes are very taboo or we're very embarrassed to admit that we're into a thing, we're turned on by a thing, uh, we, we like or need or want a thing um, or experience to um, feel sexual pleasure. Um, this is where kink shaming certainly uh, is problematic because as I managed to explain to the kids ages ago and never used the term BDSM, everything's a turn on to somebody. <laughs> and the oldest at the time went even lampshades. I'm like, I promise you somewhere <laughs> on the corner, in, the, in a corner of the internet is somebody who's like, ooh, I like me a good lampshade. And pardon the pun, no shade there. No, no shade at all. <laughs> bad pun, I know. That was a bad pun. Um, because as long as it's not hurting anyone or violating consent or illegal in some, some of the big ways mm -hmm. that we know to be illegal, you do you. You know, you're turned on by what you're turned on by. Now, is there something to exploring where that desire comes from and where that arousal comes from, maybe. I also think that some some parts of sexual desire are, it's a very deep subconscious level. We're not actively thinking about it. There's no pinpointing to, well, why are you turned on by that? You were just turned on by what you're turned on by. But the conversation, especially about fetishes, it happens certainly in the conversation about kinks because there is such a strong overlap because it's all BDSM, it's all, it's all under the big umbrella. There's so much shame attached to the conversation about fetishes because, because some fetishes are highly specific or they're fixated on certain objects or types of things that are so far out of even what some people might consider kinky mainstream, which that's an oxymoron, you know? <laughs> yes. I mean, groups, humans like to normalize things. So yes, you know, it's not even a big deal in kinky circles to talk about spanking or bondage or some of those things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, most of us, even if we're not into them, we're like, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of that. Those, I don't even blink an eye. And you get into some fetishes and because they're so unfamiliar to many people or they're sort of so far outside of the quote norm we yeah. create for ourselves in our kinky Communities, well, I, I've, I've heard people, people refer to spankings as, as, and I think I mentioned this before, spanking like a gateway kink. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. And I have used that term and will continue to use that expression because for many people, that might be where it starts. For other people, it's like tying their partner to the bed or being handcuffed or something and, and bondage in that form is their gateway. Um, but it's just that ability to have the sort of freedom and a little bit, a little bit of the societal acceptance of that. Like, yes, there are definitely people who think that any form of spanking or bondage is, you know, we're all deviants and we're all going to fucking hell. Uh, clearly it's gonna be a fucking party in hell when we get there, uh, cause all the best people are going. Um, but yes, those people exist, but it's m almost more easily accepted to say, yeah, I kind of like a little spanking in bed or hey, I like to be tied up a little bit than to talk about some of the things that we absolutely would classify as a fetish. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where the conversation gets really interesting because I have absolutely heard people go, no, 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 that's a kink. That's not my fetish. Don't call that a fetish. And they get really upset yeah. about it. Um, and again, you can define yourself however you'd like to use whatever terms and labels mm -hmm. feel right and fit you best. But I think when we do that, when some of us don't, think about, well, what does a fetish mean and how does it fit within this larger picture? It is then easy to alienate people who have very specific fetishes. We met a person ages ago that um, 
was not trans, was not non-binary, was um, a cis straight guy, loved wearing women's clothes. Active turn on for him. Mm -hmm. Like he would do it in kink spaces where he was safe. And he said many times, I'm so glad for this space where I can come and do this and nobody, you know, shames me for it or judges mm -hmm. me for it. Normally I have to do this in the privacy of my own home and by myself and I can't share it with anybody or be around like-minded people. And that is a fetish that we all know that if the vanilla world saw that, they, I mean, they, the vanilla world, most of the world can't seem to handle trans people and non-binary people anyway. A, you know, a cisgender heterosexual man, I mean, they their heads would fucking explode. They just, cannot handle it. Mm -hmm. So I was very happy to see that, that he felt comfortable in our, that community at the time, because I remember a conversation where he said, oh no, there are other places, other clubs, other groups I've tried to go to, I can't do this. Because yeah. there is that shame factor that gets associated with specific fetishes. And that's worthy of a conversation. It's worthy of like a look at ourselves of, well, how do we define fetish versus kink? Have we placed an, a, a value? Mm -hmm. on one or the other or specific kinks or specific fetishes. Um, for me, I go back to a kink is something not just that I do, but that is, I don't need it for the sexual arousal part. There may be sexual mm. arousal for it. It's not inherently sexual. Whereas to me, a fetish, whether it's a person, place, thing, object, whatever, is inherently sexual. And that for me is how I kind of separate the separate two. the two yeah. but because i have that separation in my head of that definition technically we could you know how how granular do you get with it i am turned on when i'm spanked even when it's a punishment spanking i am like Def, the body definitely responds and the mind is right there going, yeah. Because uh -huh. here's the thing, let me just help you out with something. And I'm, I can't remember what the term is. There is a term for this. Your body can respond with an arousal response, uh, an erection, mm -hmm. um, natural lubrication in, in the vagina, blah, blah, blah. And you not be aroused. Like there, oh, I can't remember the term for that. So it's, you can't, you know, always just go by how the body is reacting. You gotta go by the head too, because yeah. the opposite is true. I could be way turned on and my body's like, nope, we're the Sahara down here. So <laughs> <laughs> the body does not always respond the way the mind would like it to. So, you know, when I think about spankings in that term, my body and my mind respond even when it's a punishment, which is why you have to be very very strategic when it's a punishment one. I have to also mm -hmm. at the same time be like really upset and be complaining that it hurt. So, but I don't classify spankings as a fetish. Hmm. And I think for me, it's because I don't need them. They do arouse me, but I don't need them in order to be aroused. Okay, so the actual off. act of spanking is not the fetish, is the paddle the fetish? No, cause no. I don't, I'm, I'm nah. <laughs> I don't need the paddle. Your hand will do just fine. See, and that's where it gets really wonky. Yeah, that's where it gets complicated. And I think there are smarter minds than mine out there mm -hmm. that have a very clear delineation in their head between what they would consider a kink and what they would consider a fetish. I think yeah. there are some um, easy ones and let me put air quotes around that because they are of the fetishes they are a little bit more common like latex like feet fetishes like mm -hmm. i mean i don't i don't know um yeah like i'm that's why this this conversation was both intriguing and also i was ready to run from it because i was like i don't know that i have anything intelligent to say about this <laughs> about this topic <laughs> I think it's worth looking at as a thought experiment. And this mm -hmm. is where I come back to the rhetorical question I asked in the intros. Does yeah. it even fucking matter? Does it? That's up to you. That's a personal yeah. decision if it matters to you or not. Well, you know, Rara in the, in the live chat brought up an interesting thing. And I, I believe that there there is some definite truth to that, that, that fetish is looked on with a negative connotation. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you have a fetish, you are somehow considered, let me put air quotes around all these words, more sexually deviant than if you have a kink. Mm-hmm. It's like kink, again, goes back to that. It's more broadly accepted. We know it's not widely accepted, but there's a little bit more acceptance to say that you have kinks than there is to say that you have fetishes. Fetish, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, it's... Uh... And I think it is because um, it is about objects or things that are sexualized for us in some way that in many cases could be everyday objects. A pair of shoes is essentially an everyday object, right? but some people find sexual arousal, pleasure, gratification, whatever, from that or somehow need that to be part of their sexual experience. And I think for many people, that's just a little too far out of their, their it's certainly out of their comfort zone, but they're, it's harder to accept that for some reason. I just have the, I just kind of try to have the main philosophy that if you're not going against consent, you're not doing anything illegal with creatures or people that you should not be doing. And and ultimately you're not hurting anybody. I'm probably not gonna, I kind of don't care. Like, I mean, I do think yeah. it's, I think there's, valid to do self-reflection about why or your motivations mm-hmm. or to, to get real with yourself about where this comes from or how you feel about it or how you can interact with it safely. Like, I, yeah, but that's for the person to do f- with themselves and yeah. w- maybe a partner if that partner is willing. That's not for me to go around looking at somebody from the outside going, oh, they do that thing. Oh, well, that's that's gross. I don't like it. Now, I can have an opinion about the thing itself. I can't. I should not. And I, I encourage everybody to try not to do this for yourself. I should not attach judgment to the person. Like I, mm. I do not like feet. Please, please don't put feet on me. Please. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that does not mean that I think anybody who has a foot fetish is wrong in some way. I'm like, I am so happy you're happy with that I cannot look at those feet. I have to scroll through really fast. Mm-hmm. Well, and, <laughs> I mean, and I, but I know myself. Well and and that's that. like for me, when I'm on fet. And, and I see pictures of needle play. I'm like, oh, nope, nope. Oh, God, gonna, needles gonna, in gonna skin, go, I cannot Going to go right on by that one. You know, I, I'm not going to go out there and say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Right. You know, I, people who like it love it. Mm-hmm. All right. It, it is a, a huge thing. And, you know, I, I have looked into it as far as the fact when done correctly, mm-hmm. I – on a visceral level, understand the attraction to mm-hmm. it for people, mm-hmm. but mm-mm. yeah, no. not 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 for me at all. No. And and you know, but I, I'm not going to berate somebody. I just you know, okay, nope, on to the next. Right, <laughs> and I think I, we are all certainly capable of it within the kink community. I just think sometimes mm-hmm. we need to be reminded that we need to try to do this to the best of our ability because what happens when we start othering people's turn-ons and fetishes and kinks use the term interchangeably if you'd like, is they get, they feel pushed off into darker corners where they don't feel safe talking about this thing that they like, exploring this thing that they like. Many of us already feel some level, not all of us, I'm not one of these people, but many of us feel some level of internalized shame or concern for the things we like anyway, because society has already told us that we're wrong for it. If we then as kinksters come into the space and curl our nose up at people who like, insert fetish here, um, we are just doing to them what other people do or have done or we perceive that people have done to us. And so you can, I think it's, when you start talking about kinks and fetishes, I think it's important to be clear to yourself and in the broader conversation that it's the thing you don't like, not the people who engage in it. Making a judgment Mm -hmm. about the people who engage in it, now, there are some fetishes that I am not qualified to speak on that could certainly use uh, some introspection. I will let people smarter than me talk about those. The one that comes to mind is race play. Um, I, I'm not even remotely qualified. I am a white lady. <laughs> Nowhere qualified to have an opinion on that. Um, but if you can... Um, ever get the opportunity to listen to at like webinars and forums and presentations where people who are qualified to talk about those things are talking about them. Black people, people of color, 
listen to what they have to say and, and sort of think about those things. I think it's worth thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, yeah, yeah, this got really, this got deeper than I, th- yeah. I didn't mean for this to get deep. I'm not sure we're helping anything at all. Um, I do, I do genuinely think that people find it easier, certainly in kink spaces, to go, oh, that's one of my kinks. That's a kink I like to do. This is a kinky activity. Um, and I do think some people, depending on the fetish, find it harder yeah. to say what they like or don't like in a fetish. And I, and I wonder if it's that inherent sexual context. And and it probably is, and and again I think that you know there there is a, a very well used terminology in the uh, BDSM world. Um, you know your kink's not my kink, but your kink's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to be applied to other things as well. You know your fetish is not my fetish, but your fetish is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, not everything is someone's cup of tea. Right. Right. Exactly. There was another thing I was going to say <laughs> about kinks versus fetish, mm-hmm. which I think comes back around to the does it even matter? Does the does the way we describe it matter? I think that's kind of where we were when I got a little deep. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> um <laughs> I tend to call all of it kinks. It's all kinks. I don't, I genuinely don't differentiate between them. And yeah, I'm looking kind of glancing in the live stream chat and a couple of points have been made by people that are very interesting. And I can kind of understand that if fetish is, a t- is if, if we accept that the part of the definition of a fetish is that there's sexual arousal, it, it causes or is needed for sexual arousal or orgasm or mm-hmm. desire or whatever. Um, you know, a couple people have commented that there are certain things now that have been, it's almost like they've trained themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, a response where when this thing happens, they can't, or they can't orgasm without this thing happening anymore. Does that make it a fetish? And I think in the broadest sense, maybe, but I wonder if it's about, it's really the arousal response, not necessarily the orgasm, but it's the, when you are near it, you see it, you interact with it, Mm. you are aroused by it, whether you get off or not. I mean, some people I know, their fetish extends to, they need that interaction with that fetish of whatever it is in order to get off. But is that, a requirement, that is something Mm. to think about. And here's what I would say. If you decide to look at your um, certain activities that you're doing or certain certain objects within activities, somebody mentioned belts, I think somebody else mentioned something else with bondage. If the sight of that rope, let's say, or the sound of that belt smacking turns you on and then, so the way my mind defines fetish would then mean that that belt needs to somehow be part of the action in order for there to be, to maximize sexual pleasure. How, is that a Mm. too narrow definition of fetish? Probably, I think most definitions we give of things are probably too narrow, but that's like, that's how my, because of my limited understanding of what a fetish is, that's where my mind goes with it. That that, object let's say in this case the belt Mm -hmm. is now a necessary part of the sexual experience the the kink experience and and part of the sexual arousal response and you know must now be present if it mustn't be present if you don't need it to be present Mm -hmm. is it still a fetish the answer is probably yes i don't honestly Mm. know see like language is weird yeah definitions are weird there will be somebody mm-hmm. who comes by later, hears this, watches this, and has in their mind very clear definitions of the two and will hate everything we've said here. <laughs> that is okay. Mm-hmm. You do you. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I I don't need to feel clear on a definition between kink and fetish in order to just keep calling them all kinks for myself. I would tell you I mm-hmm. don't really have – I don't – I mean, there's a couple things that, yeah, when I'm – when I interact with them, I'm, it's a very turn on kind of thing, but I would 
by my definition of fetish, I don't think I have any clear fetishes. I don't, and you do. I mean, we've talked about it. You definitely have at least one clear fetish. Do you have other things you would classify as a fetish? Whether it's also a kink of yours or part of your kink? Um, I would say, yeah, yeah. Um, corsets. I've always wanted a corset. Yeah. Yeah, somehow we just never seem to get around to getting you we one. We never seem to get around to doing a lot no. of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, believe it or not, latex. And see, I, I have... I really, mm, latex just doesn't, mm. yeah. it's not a revulsion, but I'm like, mm, no, thank you. Well, I mean, I, I love seeing images of people in So you want to latex. observe it. You do not want to interact with the latex? Yeah. I mean, I could, I would be interested to see you in latex. Would you wear latex? You'll try almost anything I would, once. I would give it a try. I would give it a try. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the same time, living where we live, mm -hmm. I also know latex is not always a physical, uh, a, a realistic thing because of temperatures. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't right. know anything about latex, but I do know there's preparation to put it on so you don't chafe or whatever. Uh, I don't know what that preparation is. I just know that that preparation exists. And I'm imagining you're quite a hairy body preparing to go into oh. latex. I... Yeah. I feel like I would pay to see that. <laughs> I feel like I would. Just to see the, to witness the experience of it. And then to, t you know, you are my fetish. And so I think you and latex would do it for me. I, I don't, it's weird. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I have seen pictures of people in latex and go, wow, that's really cool. And then my mind goes, oh my God, what's that must, what does that must be like to be in it? How do you get in it? How the fuck do you get out of it? How do you clean it? And oh my it, God. Yeah, like it, that's where my mind goes. Yeah. Well, with, with the latex, it, it is a whole process. Mm -hmm. it, it's not just, oh, I've got latex. And, right. You're not slipping it on like a pair of jeans. No, or no. Like that. And I mean, I, I have looked into it just enough to know, yeah, there's certain things you have to prepare to put it on. Mm -hmm. There's certain things after you take it off, specific ways of, of cleaning it. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, it, it's a it's a whole process with it. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it gets, it's complicated. I think if you, if it serves you to have two very clear definitions in your mind and how you classify what is a kink for you and what is a fetish, mm -hmm. I support that. I think that it, it's weird. On one level, on a personal level, like me talking to you out there, I say, however you figure that out for yourself and you're like, yes, this is how I see this is cool. And yet I have a little bit of judgy McJudgerson in me. When I see mainstream-ish sites wanting to talk about kinks and BDSM and they refer to all of it as fetishes. I get very annoyed. I'm like, that's not a fetish, that's a kink. <laughs> so clearly I have some strong opinions. Yeah, um, yeah. And I part of it is I, I do, I think, and you know, when I think of it that way, I think it goes back to a bit of a bias um, about the fact that fetishes are so often stigmatized more than kinks. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I see something that I consider a kink called a fetish in a place where I know a lot of people who don't understand what either of those things mean, um, can then sit in judgment of it. I'm like, don't call it that. Don't lump it in with that. And that's not right either. I think that that's a little bit of work I gotta do on myself there. Thank you very much. Because does it even matter if you call my submission of fetish, because that's what you call it, is still my kink, and I'm I'm still gonna call it that, and it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. It really does not matter. So here's here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. Here's a question for you. You you love when you're allowed. <coughs> excuse me. When you're allowed to wear panties, take a picture and post it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. When we are at the club. You are quite the exhibitionist. Is that a fetish for you? No. 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 It. I am not. I. There is some level of sexual arousal. Okay. That definitely occurs. Um, I do not. I certainly don't need exhibitionism on any level in that moment or not to be sexually aroused. I think part of that is because there are so many other things there that are sexually arousing. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, because... 
I am sexually aroused by impact play. I am sexually aroused by public play. I am sexually aroused by exhibitionism to the level that I'm to, within my boundaries. Like I'm not, everybody has their level of how they do things and my level of exhibitionism is not on some of the grand scales I've seen in other places. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but weirdly, this is, okay, we're unpacking some shit here. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Um, what I really like, I mean, I like, I like it for the sake of doing it. Like, there's something about it that I just mm-hmm. enjoy. There is some sexual arousal involved. There certainly doesn't get me to the end. It's not what, what's going to get me oh. off. But there is also, what I like is the admiration and of the onlookers. Like I like somebody, this is weird cause I wouldn't want this in any other setting in any other way. And it makes me uncomfortable any other time. But, and I also don't, also don't know how to react to any of it, but mm-hmm. I like when somebody's like nice ass. I like when somebody's like, damn, that's some good play. I like when somebody's like, I mean, we don't hear a lot of, it's been a hundred fucking years since we went to the fucking club, but we didn't exactly hear a lot of comments, but there was like this energy of like feeling like people were watching and liking what they saw. Okay. And I really enjoyed that, but not in a overwhelming sexually aroused way, more of an excitement thing, maybe even more of a bit of an adrenaline thing, but also an approval thing, which is not good because one, not everybody's gonna look at my naked ass, wanted to see it or liked what they saw. Uh, two, uh, two, you should not need the approval of other people and I'm aware of that. However, <laughs> for me, I you know my exhibitionism is a light kink, it's not, like in our hierarchy of needs, it's it's not. Um, um, it, it's not near the top of the. It's yeah. It's like at the. It's the top stone of the pyramid. It's that last little one. Like I can take. Excuse me. I could take it or leave it, because quite frankly, there are times I would really like to disappear and not be seen. And who needs to know my name? And can I just be an uh, anonymous human being? Uh, we're gonna call that burnout. Um, but uh, when I'm in that mode, there's so it's not a focused thing. It's one part of many things. And it's a very nuanced experience that I don't think I could distill down to that arouses me or that's a turn on. Like it's because it, it, it's why I classify so many of the things like submission as a kink, but and it's why I define kink as something that's something inherent to me. It's a thing I do that that I need to do, whether I'm turned on or not, Mm. except that yes, it does have a turn on factor and arousal factor with it. Does any of that make sense? I don't know (laughs) if I'm making any, any sense at all. Uh Yeah, no, I, uh... but yeah. So (laughs) part of my exhibitionism is the need uh, for external validation and approval, which might explain why I have 85 podcasts and 56 blogs. (laughs) (laughs) I should really work on that. Um, (laughs) Have we said anything helpful? You know, here's the thing. Sometimes it's not about being helpful. It's Mm -hmm. about getting the conversation started, whether it's with yourself or in your community or with your partner or whoever, just to think about things in broader terms or for the first time. I genuinely don't spend a lot of time thinking about fetishes, which is why I cannot easily talk about them in this format. Like I'm not coming to you confident of this is what a fetish is. Mm -mm, Couldn't do it, can't do it. Cause it's just, it's not something I think about. And I do think all of the things that come under the umbrella of BDSM at some point or another are worthy of just a little thought exercise, not like a deep dive, not like you've got to embrace it, but just sort of an understanding, a minimal understanding of it because the umbrella of BDSM holds so So many things, so many different types of people. So even when you think about something that you ultimately don't care that much about, just you think about it a, a little bit more than normal or in a slightly different way than you have before, I think it helps build empathy with other people because then you're like, oh, okay, I've now, I know I've met a person who talked about this in that way and 
oh, they seem a little less strange to me or odd to me or different for me because we're really not that different. We like different things. We express mm-hmm. that pleasure and enjoyment and like of it in infinite ways. But ultimately, we're all freaks here, y'all. <laughs> like, and I say that in the best right. possible way with all the love in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> the non-kingsters and fetishists and people who are into any level mm-hmm. of BDSM, many of them look on us like, what the hell is wrong with those people? And we're over here uh, on the dark side with our cookies enjoying the fuck out of all of it. So, you know, I, th- I think that taking that opportunity to just think about things that you don't normally even need to think about every once in a while is is good for the broader community. Is So it's weird to me to talk about fetishes because I feel really uneducated about it and like I have nothing to offer to this conversation. Nothing at all. Uh, other than to say, if you call everything you do a fetish or everything you do a kink, cool. Do you? It, it, I don't think it matters. I think it's just like turning other labels on their head and reclaiming them and making them your own yeah. and make it mean what you need mm-hmm. it to mean. Language and definitions of words are necessary. We have to have a common place to start from to have these conversations. But I, I think there's, I mean, all of BDSM is about experimentation and play and breaking, ba- not breaking personal boundaries, but breaking the limits of what is acceptable and okay why the fuck can't we do that with language? We should absolutely yeah. be able to do it with language. Oh, certainly. Certainly. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think, I'm not even sure anything we've already said was helpful, but I certainly don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else? I, I don't. I don't. Um, this was a very much for me a stream of consciousness. Yeah. I won't remember a word of what I said. Somebody will be upset about something I said. I will have no memory of how I said it. <laughs> So. so yeah, I you know it it's it's such a broad thing, mm-hmm. and and I think it is a a personal thing mm-hmm. for people, um, whether one is or isn't, or or they blend and they mix in the middle, you know, and you know there are people who want things to be defined. Right there, there are people who who need that definition. Mm-hmm. You know, and others who just, you know, throw away all labels and mm-hmm. I be what I be. Right. And and, and and neither is right, neither is wrong. It's all good. You enjoy what you enjoy in the way that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And every once in a while when you're feeling up for it, venture out to think about it in a different way and expand your horizons. Yep. I think we've, hopefully we've expanded horizons. This yeah. Week. That's what yeah. we've done. Yeah. I'm done expanding horizons. Um, it makes I'm, me very uncomfortable to not feel knowledgeable on a topic. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of sweating over here. <laughs> I think we should go but, into the bonus section. But, but being the month of Kinktober, how could you not? I know. About, you know? I, mean, I know. It's, it's, you know, had, had to at least, you know, dip toes in the water. Dip the toes in a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We will go back to the nuances of relationships very soon. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So I think that's good. We There are people smarter than us who talk about fetishes. Go find them. Go follow them. Go listen to them. Um, kink educators that um, I could think of. Ignixia is one. Um, is it Luna Matata's? She's brilliant. Dirty Lola is a sex educator, but she's got plenty of knowledge about kink. Like there are so many people out there who who speak on these kind, some of these specifics certainly better than we do. Mm-hmm. We are the relationship people. That's who. That's who we are. <laughs> so let's get back to our comfort zone, okay? <laughs> Pushing your boundaries here a I little know, bit, girl. I don't like it. <laughs> Growth sucks. <laughs> We're going to the bonus section now, right? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Please. Maybe. Please. <laughs> Are we good, girl? I think so. All right. Ready? No. Ready? <laughs> Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all.
like butcher that? <laughs> May I? I, I? I take the the blame for that. Yeah, I, you gave I me was, 85 false starts. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Lord. <laughs> I, well, it's not the first time we fucked it up, so nobody's in shock anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're in the bonus section now. Let me tell you why the fuck I'm scattered. <laughs> The children's glasses are practically disintegrating on their face because I pushed back all doctor's appointments, including eye appointments, because, you know, a fucking pandemic. And I was like, please, please, please just let their eyes and their glasses hold out a little bit longer. And every day they are coming to us with stems in their hands. And there's only so much super glue can do. Super glue and duct tape just ain't cutting it anymore. So I started (laughs) calling around and I was like, I've got to get these children in for an eye appointment. And there are a couple of places we've gone that I don't love. They were super crowded in like fucking Petri dishes before the pandemic. But I was like, they're cheap. It'll be fine. And I call and I can't get them in until November. And I'm sure it's because it's cheap. And everybody's like, oh, shit. We pushed back all our appointments. And now everybody's trying to go at once. So I found a very nice doctor's uh, eye doctor place that could get us in a day and a half after I called. Because it ain't cheap if you don't have insurance. Um, Very nice. Very nice place. Mm. We will be ordering their glasses off Zenny. Um, we've already decided is what we're doing. Um, but I had the, I took the first appointment I can get, which was hmm. two hours before this, uh, live stream and podcast recording. So went there, did the thing, gave them my right arm for the appointments, yeah. uh, <laughs> got coffee cause priorities came home, got ready for this. Like, no, normally it's very quiet. The morning of a recording, I can think about the topic. I can get my shit together. I can like settle into my day. No, no, no. And I could have done it Thursday, except we have a live stream on Thursday. So same deal. I could have done it Friday, but I was like, shit, if we do it Friday, that will delay the preparation of said glasses by the weekend, most likely. So it's like as early as possible. Yeah. So I'm scared. I want to do an emoji of the week, but I don't fucking care either. That's how, where I'm at. So he, the emoji of the week is whatever your, when you open up your emojis, what's the first one? The one you use the most, that's the emoji of the week. Mine, yeah. mine fluctuates between the purple heart uh, and the laughing t- with tears. <laughs> Cause that's the one that mm-hmm. I use most. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, First pick emoji when you open up like your phone or whatever, that's the one. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super, super scattered. And I'm not yeah. lying when I said looking at all those statistics last night got to my head because my my brain immediately went, what do I need to change about myself to make the podcasts and videos better? That's not how you should think. And that's just a little pro tip. Uh, are there places we can improve? Yes. Do I feel like everything that I was mentally thinking hmm, we should improve on? I did all of those things anyway in this episode. Yes. <laughs> Been a very stressful week. So let's go to something fun. Yeah. An Onyx update. Yes. She's fine. We made it through her needing um, medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got her five doses for her parasite. Her follow-up appointment is November 3rd. We are mentally prepared to give her more medicine if we have to. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if we talked about it on Wednesday. I think we did. We had thought, yeah, because we had thought we were going to go see a dog at the Humane Society that was available yes. for adoption. And that dog was still available Friday because we had to wait till Saturday for all the whole family to go. Saturday morning, that dog was no longer available. And mm-hmm. I was already having a rough time of it for some other stuff. And it was a very bad, I, like, I was crying over a dog that did not belong to me. And yeah, and yet... It it was probably the best thing we could have done because Onyx the cat is absolutely coming out of her shell more and more. Yes, her little personality is showing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually now afraid to go get a dog because I'm like, oh fuck, we will undo all this. While she was still hiding everywhere, I was like, fine, we'll just do this all at once. Yeah, get it done now. I'm like, I don't want to do anything that sends her hiding under the bed again. No, she she is is starting to to blossom. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she is slowly coming out of her shell. 
Um, yesterday, she actually stepped out of the bedroom and was exploring the living room. Um, when we go into the bedroom, she does not run and hide. She anymore. darts a little she, bit. She kind of starts to, to, you know, slide off to the side a little bit, but she doesn't just dart away and, and disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, she absolutely loves having her head and neck scratch. Oh my, she likes having her tummy rub. Yes, yes. She she rolls she rolls over on her back and she and doesn't do the rabbit kick or anything. No. Now no. if you go too far and you're not watching her cues and you keep going when she's clearly done being touched, mm-hmm. well, yeah, she will. Mm-hmm. But if you just give her a little bit, she's my new favorite thing that she does. So she'll be laid out in our bedroom. We have carpet in our bedroom. She'll be laid out on our side, and she's loving all of the attention we're lavishing on her. Yes. And she loves it so much that she stretches, and she you know makes biscuits on the carpet, but she'll actually pull herself on her side along the carpet <laughs> by her nails. Yeah. And has come towards us to get closer to do that. And I'm like, mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. she is not, for me, she has not gotten in my lap. Has she gotten in your lap yet? No, not yet. Yeah. Oh, she may never be a lap cat. That's right. okay. Um, she slept curled up with you in the bed the other she, night. The other night, um, she got up in bed, and and I, I kind of sleep on my side, and she she curled up right by my chest and pretty much spent most of the night there. And what was really, really funny is that she wanted me touching her. Mm-hmm. She wanted my hand on her. Mm-hmm. When when I moved my hand away, she actually took and with both her paws grabbed my hand. Now, never put her claws out. No, she's real gentle that way. She, she's very, very gentle that way. Um, you know, so, so they... Um, you know, she, she did that, which was... Really funny, <laughs> but um, no, she she's definitely coming out of of her shell. Yeah, I fucked myself last night, not in a good way. <clears throat> I was laying in bed, I couldn't sleep. My legs were achy. I was just ugh, it was hot flash after rolling hot flash, and she comes with and gets on the bed, and I'm and it's my turn. She was settling down like between my knees. Uh, to like get comfy and I'm like, oh fuck, I have to shift position. I have to move. It was a very restless night for me. Mm -hmm. I moved. She never came back. (laughs) She went, fuck this shit. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Silent, we're we're not so much getting the the meow. The pet me meow for Um, podcast listeners. Yeah. Um, What she basically does when she wants your attention she, um, whatever direction you are walking, she just plants herself right in front of you and is like, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here. You, you need to pay attention to me now. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So now I'm like, oh, crap. I can't. Now I feel a certain responsibility. We can't freak her out again. I'm thinking we wait till after the November 3rd. Uh, vet appointment see how she handles that once she's decided now that she's decided she likes us yeah will she still like us after the vet appointment mm. um but that does not stop me about obsessing over beautiful dogs online uh, <laughs> yeah so whatever um yeah my whole like now then and now that we're kind of, when we wrap up here um i've got to focus on tomorrow weird doing two live streams like this in a week because there's a certain amount of prep that goes into them and i'm like and podcast episodes and i'm like oh my god i've got stuff to do um let's see let's see christina asked if i've gone to get my iud replaced yet no i have not i need to research doctors (laughs) (laughs) i need to figure out who will accept my insurance and is accepting new patients and then i have to call and man, making phone calls and my anxiety do not always mix. It literally has to be mm-hmm. at the right exact moment. I 
Um, the eyeglasses was almost easy because I was in a panic because every day we are putting glasses back together <laughs> and they're like, mom, I can't really see my book to read. And I'm like, I'm the worst mom ever. Both my kids are as nearsighted as I am. I've been wearing glasses since I was eight. I think the boys have been wearing their glasses since they were like six or seven. Like they've got shitty eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what it's like to be in a class and not be able to fucking see yeah. shit, you know? So, um, but we're going to try Zenny online. And yeah, a couple people in live stream tried to mention a couple others. I was also looking at Glasses USA and a few others, but try one, see what the experience is like. Um, did I find 85 pairs of glasses I would like for my face? Create some face jewelry? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Um, I think next month we're going to go get our eyes done. Yeah. Probably at that same doctor's eye doctor place because they were very nice was, as the 15 year old said well that was very high tech and modern no wonder you spent so damn much <laughs> thank you child of mine um <laughs> so yeah i've also got to make pediatrician appointments f for the kids because they haven't done that in over a year and i don't I, they were already caught up on all their vaccines all vaccinations mm -hmm. but i don't can't remember what they do in what year so it's like they now they may have missed one and I'm, fuck so, oh, I don't like this. Um, I just want to play with a cat and or a dog. Yeah. That's all I want to do. Well, you know, just, just to, to touch back on Onyx a little bit, one of her favorite toys, I got one of those uh, feathers on the, the string attached, you know, like the fishing pole kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, play with her with that. And a lot of times I'll stick it on the armoire in the upper drawer and she just plays with it. Well, it got to the point she was playing with it through most of the night. It was actually keeping us awake. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. So we, we decided that's going to be our interactive toy. And at night it gets put away. So this goofy cat, what does she do? She discovers the windowsill. And the pull strings for the for the blinds. The mini blinds. Yeah. She's like, you take away my toy, I am going to find something else to play with. The heck with you. I'll find something else. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She's a sweetheart. I don't know that she'll yeah. ever be a cuddly cat. I don't know that I'll ever get a good picture of her. I don't know anything. But she's two, so that's, there's a lot of time. <laughs> There's a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we are completely enamored. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. She's got us wrapped around her little paw yeah. for sure. Um, so I, I got I got nothing beyond that. I mean, I can keep mm. complaining about how scattered I feel. <laughs> I certainly can. But that does that's not helpful for anybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I. Mm. Uh, I think that's I, it, right? I think that's it. I mean, we'll be back we, tomorrow. If yeah. You're, if you're live stream, folks, technically podcast, folks, you are going to hear whatever we say in the Thursday podcast before you hear any of this. <laughs> See how it feels to be a time traveler. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have been not doing a whole lot um, other than, you know, preparing for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. for the website which will be absolutely anticlimactic we have I built know, it up right? for ourselves for months and months and months we're going yeah. to do the live stream the site's going to be linked in all kinds of places we're already on social media at the kinkery like all that and then it'll be like wait you mean there's no fireworks that's supposed to play over go out over our head like after this yeah. i'll be like you mean we, we're still just normal people with a normal life what? Mm -hmm. but yeah you know, Mr. Spock, you made the comment, just don't go to 2020. I, I was uh, surfing the internet a little bit yesterday and came across somebody made a, um, a T-shirt, a Doctor Who T-shirt, mm. said, Doctor, whatever you do, don't go to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, no, mm -hmm. no, the time travel, no time traveler in the future is coming back to this fucking year. No, be like, no. nope, 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 skip nope. it, skip it, skip mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. So okay, and and yes, Silent Wing, it'll be at noon tomorrow. The live stream that poor podcast listeners will not hear us yeah, talk about know, this right? until after the fact. 
It's 12 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to put it up in all of the places. I'm going to put something up on Instagram. I'm going to put something up on Twitter. I'm going to put something up uh, in Discord, on Patreon. Probably do a community tab thing in YouTube. So right. if you follow us in some of those places, hopefully you will mm-hmm. know about mm-hmm. it. Um, but again, the videos mm-hmm. are always available later. And the podcast, you know, podcast listener will get to listen to it on the same day instead of having like the two day delay that we normally do. Yeah. Um, so, and for those in live stream tra- checking, asking, yes, uh, every live stream we do here on the YouTube mm-hmm. channel, 12 p.m. Eastern, because it's the middle of the week. So that just worked out yeah. better for us. Um, yeah. And if you've got notifications on on YouTube, you will hopefully, hopefully get those notifications. Mm hmm. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I'm all right. I think we're just rambling now. Yeah, we love you guys. We love you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking to the bitter end. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, hopefully, tomorrow and also next week, we're less scattered. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah, bye. bye.